When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. The Eiffel Tower. Uh, it's, a, you know, a landmark. Is it one of the 18 wonders of the world or nine wonders of the world or seven wonders of the world? How many ever wonders of the world there are? Is it one of those? No, it's just a landmark. Oh, okay. So it was built in uh, 1887. Uh, between 1887 and 1889 and it was part of the 1889's world fair it's a you know cultural icon of france it's the uh eiffel tower and i guess they call it the iron lady book so uh you know it's one of those wonderful things that you see everywhere uh, my mother-in-law, I've got Eiffel Towers in the house and pictures of the Eiffel Tower because she loved it. I did not know, uh, but I was reading about it today, and for what reason I'll tell you in a moment, uh, that it has you know three levels to it. Uh, it has uh, the lower levels uh, are restaurants on the first and second levels, and then there's a platform for the third level. It also has an apartment up top. So the builder, Gustav Eiffel, uh, had built an apartment on top for his private use and he decorated it with furniture and he invited friends to stay up there. I don't know if it's still open. I don't know who lives there. It's probably just uh, shut up now collecting dust and they let people in to see, oh, that's where Gustav used to sit and hang out. So I, I don't know. It'd be kind of cool to have an apartment on top of the Eiffel Tower, though. Uh, just, you know, as a rule of thumb. And I, you know, they, you can visit it every day and they have their rules and there's no luggage and there's no pets, unless it's a seeing eye, got, eye dog, of course. And uh, so you can go up and there's no, whatever, they have their rules. Now, two American tourists were found sleeping on the second level of the Eiffel Tower. They believe that the two guys got so drunk that... <laughs> <laughs> they bought the tickets uh, to go up top at like 10.40 p.m. at night. Now, I don't know how long it stays open because it does close because they were found when the security guards were opening it, you know, preparing for it to open up the next morning. Now, the story says they appear to have gotten stuck because of how drunk they were. I, I don't know if they were stuck or if they just hopped over the security barriers on the second level on their way down and passed out and just slept underneath the stars of the Eiffel Tower. But they apparently didn't pose any apparent threat. Now, the world that we live in today, do you think that the security guard said, hey, what are you doing? Get out of here. Uh, you can't do that. Get out of here. No, of course not. Firefighters, including a specialist unit for recovering people from dangerous heights, were sent in to help recover the interlopers. They were brought to the police station, and now they're probably going to have a criminal complaint filed against them. So maybe when you're going to see the Eiffel Tower, you don't get drunk. And if you are drunk and you go up to the top and you're on your way down and you see the security barriers at the second level, you don't hop over them 
and then pass out and sleep on the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> but it sounds kind of fun. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. <laughs> So the fatal shooting on the movie set Rust of cinematographer Helena Hutchins is still in the news. Why? Because now they're saying that Alec Baldwin... Oh my gosh, I forgot. Those are the rules of the show. Um, He could be charged now in the shooting again. Wait, what? Yeah. Uh, And don't forget, I know I forgot. (laughs) I forgot the rules of the show uh, because of this story. uh, Whenever I mention his full name, you have to hear the gunshot. And if I mention his first name, you hear the gun cocking sound. Those are the rules of the show. I I can't do anything about that. Uh, Sure, it's my show, but those are the rules. I mean, you have to follow the rules. So apparently... Uh, experts in ballistics and forensic testing uh, based in Arizona and New Mexico released a report uh, yesterday. If you're listening live, today is the 17th of August, 2023, uh, after examining the Colt 45 used on the set. Okay. Now, I thought that they had already done that and they had already tested everything and they were trying to figure out whether Alec pulled the trigger or not. Now, he has always denied that. So we'll see. Uh, you know, they didn't have enough evidence, apparently, when they dropped the charges earlier uh, at an earlier time. So, you know, they said that those charges at the time could be refiled again. And we figured, no, that's not going to happen. Well, it still may happen. I guess what happened is they believe now that the only way that the gun could have been fired is if the trigger had been pulled. Uh, Okay, so the hammer being manually retracted to its fully uh, rearward and cocked position followed at some point by the pull or uh, reward depression of the trigger. Oh, okay. So, okay, he said he didn't pull the trigger. Do we believe him? Uh, You know, whatever you want to believe. However, in the story, it talks about the analysts relied on replacement parts to reassemble the gun, pieces of which were broken during earlier testing by the FBI. So it's not really the same gun, is it, sir, ma'am, person, special agent of the FBI? (laughs) It's not the same gun, they re they used uh, replacement parts to reassemble the gun. It's just I don't understand how this. If I'm not I'm not an attorney, I'm not Mr. Baldwin's attorney. I wouldn't be Mr. Baldwin's attorney. I mean, I personally I think he's a douche. I've said that before, but I don't think that he should be charged. I think this was a horrific accident uh, that happened and just terrible. And I wouldn't wish it on anyone, even Alec Baldwin. Now, again, he's claimed that he pulled the hammer back, but not the trigger, and the Colt fired, uh, which fatally struck uh, Helena Hutchins and uh, struck Joel Souza as well. 
so we'll see now there was footage and just amazing and we knew learned last week and i didn't talk about it because it's just this ongoing case of from the rust case but the armorer hannah Gutierrez reed is still on trial and she entered a not guilty plea for involuntary manslaughter and tampering with evidence charges so the, her trial is supposed to begin the first part of December of this year. The trial dates for December 6th through the 15th. The jury selection is supposed to begin December 5th. So she worked as the armorer on the set along with uh, Mr. Baldwin. And uh, so as part of the order uh, setting uh, Guitarez Reed's, uh, Guitarez, Hannah Guitarez Reed's conditions, uh, she may not possess firearms, consume alcohol, or return to the location of the alleged incident. She also shall not buy, sell, consume, or possess illegal drugs and must submit to drug or alcohol testing upon the request of the state. The documents also stated that the defendant shall submit drug testing in the state of Arizona and report the results of the test to the special prosecutors and the court twice per month. Wow. She's also accused of transferring narcotics to another person with the intent to prevent the apprehension, prosecution, or conviction of herself. Well, yeah, that's why you transferred narcotics. I, we did talk about this. <laughs> She said, here, get this out of here. I don't want people to know about it. Well, okay. Yes, that was uh, to prevent the apprehension, prosecution, and conviction of herself. <laughs> so that's still ongoing. Just amazing. I cannot believe that they still are going to try to get Alec on this. Now, there was video and audio released uh, worth a couple of minutes that I had not seen before from the set of Rust. And they're all there, and it's right after the shooting. I mean, they have not even the ambulance is there, the helicopter is there, the police are there, uh, and uh, Alex and other co workers are there. And to me, the audio does not sound and the video does not make it seem like this is someone who did this knowingly. How's it going, sir? Um, so I, my understanding, um, you, were you were in the room when the lady went? I was holding the gun, yeah. Okay, all righty. Um, what do you need? Well, what do you I know need? your name, so it's, it's uh, um, Jenny. Yeah, okay? hey, he's on the phone. Let me get with my lieutenant and see, see where we want right. you to where we want you to I'm right here. Yes, sir. All right, give me just a second. Whatever you want to do. So now he's sitting down with his other coworkers. Yeah, I need a cigarette. Got a Marlboro medium. I'll take it. As of right now, her status is questionable. That's why we called the airlight. He's still on the set. Uh, 
trying to stabilize their vital signs enough for the, the flight and administer any kind of nar uh, narcotics or anything they need. But then there's that may be, then they'll load her up in the, in the helicopter and they'll fly her there. I believe the other ambulance is on the other side. Um, seems to be doing better than she was, so wow. they might drive him in an ambulance. I heard him wave off the other car, so. Just incredible. I had not seen that footage before. Now, all that having been said, so the, they were bringing the helicopter in to stabilize Helena. Uh, Joel was going to take an ambulance because he wasn't as bad off. Uh, things were not looking good for Helena Hutchins, obviously. Uh, she did not survive that. But it did, all of that uh, with the uh, set workers and Mr. Baldwin uh, did not seem like a guilty man now i know i know what does a guilty man look like jeff well to me not like that and so uh you know who knows what's going to happen but do i think it's silly that they're going to try to charge him again i mean he obviously he didn't intend on harming this woman it's such a waste of time and energy and looking for headlines to go after Alec Baldwin on this case. And as much as uh, we want it to be happening to this guy who is such a douche, it just is uh, completely, uh, you know, just completely agonizing, really, is what it is. Completely agonizing. All right. So, uh, all right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. <laughs> Okay, I see where Chick-fil-A is looking to debut a new chicken sandwich at the end of this month, which is August 2023. The new honey pepper pimento chicken sandwich. No, thank you. No, thank you. So the pimento cheese custom made by Chick-fil-A, a combination of sharp cheddar cheese, green chilies, and red pimentos work together to create a savory, melty spread atop the original Chick-fil-A filet. Uh, jalapenos never before used in a Chick-fil-A entree and sourced especially for the brand's menu item, the mildly pickled jalapenos delivered just enough heat to balance the sweet and salty flavors. And the honey, sweet and smooth. The drizzle of honey on our warm toasted bun adds a subtly sweet flavor to tie everything together. <laughs> uh, no, thank you. It's going to be for a limited time. Uh, I would say limit that uh, a little bit more limited than you plan on. Okay. I know the Chick-fil-A chef, Stuart Tracy, uh, is uh, you know, a standout guy, and he's trying his best to make things you know stand out. That's what he does. But uh, no, thank you. Uh, no, thank you to the honey pepper pimento chicken sandwich no thank you i also see if you're looking for a gig there's a new gig you can become a bucky's taste tester right i know it's called a bucky's bud e so this is from uh a uh, special company you know they always have uh, advertising companies uh, finance buzz it's called that uh, takes care of this for companies and they want a 
sampler that goes out to the stores, Bucky's, and tastes all their products, and they'll pay you for it and then post on social media and review all the goods. Many companies do it. We talk about it when they do, and we're doing it again. So if you get this job, the Bucky's Bud E, you're going to get a thousand dollars, and you're going to get two hundred and fifty dollars to cover cost of snacks, gas, and/or Bucky's merchandise. Okay, so you got to try. You know, you're going to be trying the Beaver Nuggets and the Kalashis or the the Kalashes. Yeah, whatever they're called. Tacos, barbecue sandwiches, uh, the fudge, the banana pudding. Oh, it's been a long time since I've had banana pudding. Biscuits and gravy and more. Uh, and you're supposed to, you know, document your impressions of the snacks and reviews with photos and et cetera. You must be 18 years of old. You must live near or willing to travel to Bucky's. You must be willing to try most kinds of snacks and, uh, you must do it in two weeks. I don't know. It sounds like a pretty good gig. <laughs> so you have until September 11th, the end of September 11th to apply to become the Bucky's Bud E and the candidate who they select They will let you know by September 18th. So good luck and, uh, you know, best wishes. I used to be a bigger fan than Bucky's. I talked about this a little bit uh, this morning on uh, Mojo 5.0, doing my Thursday morning hit with Brad and Ron over there on Mojo 5.0. You know, I I used to be a bigger fan until they started, uh, until I learned their hatred for truckers. I know. I know this show, no one supports truckers more than Jeff Fisher or Chewing the Fat. And uh, the way they treat truckers is a little a little disheartening to me. I've been to Bucky's. I, I, I stop in. I had my picture taken with the beaver. I get it. But the way they treat the truckers is uh, a little maddening to me. And uh, so they, I've, they've, they've lost a lot of my fanhood because of that. Although for a thousand bucks, a couple weeks work and a thousand dollars plus two hundred and fifty bucks for, you know, cover the costs, yeah, I might get over my uh, upsetness for a couple of weeks. Congratulations to Barbie. Uh, Barbie is now uh, Warner Brothers' highest-grossing domestic release ever. It has earned uh, five hundred and thirty-seven million dollars as of this recording to edge out uh, Christopher Nolan's. Uh, the dark night for the top spot and uh, so congratulations to barbie for becoming the highest grossing domestic release ever for warner brothers <laughs> oh wow I mean, that's, you're stretching to get those records but they're getting it they are getting it oh and this is sad news if it's true Apparently, and I know this is going to come as a surprise to a lot of people, especially those who follow her on Instagram, like I do, uh, Britney Spears. Uh, It's being reported now that Britney and hubby have filed for divorce. I mean, it's been a, they've been married for so long, a whole 14 months. And after 14 months, you know everything about the person. And so you've, you've, you've had enough. So Sam and Britney... I guess have filed for divorce. Uh, Okay. Or Brittany has filed for divorce from him. Uh, Apparently, we don't know that for sure. We're getting reports that that's true. (laughs) Uh, But no one's returned calls and the court records. They don't know if they filed for divorce in L.A. or Ventura County. We're not sure. We're just we just know that a person close to the couple how is it that they're getting a divorce okay so is it gonna happen who knows i mean i've seen britney 
uh, doing some strange dances on the old Instagram. And the last big round was her pole dancing. I know that's for exercise and everything. I get it. And she's preparing for maybe a show. I don't know. But there are times when Brit seems to be off her meds. Now, she's good. That's why they got married. They had the big wedding in California with Selena Gomez and Drew Barrymore. Paris was there. Madonna was there. It was all just a big old party. And the conservatorship was over. And we're free. And I can be married and do what I want. Uh, Oh, okay. And so that's what we did. And then apparently it was reported that she lost a baby to Sam. And that was before they got married. That's what the rumors were. So we'll see. We'll see. I mean, she got a break with Elton. Uh, Elton gave her a break with that collaboration. Uh, That was a good deal for her. It was a smart move on her to take it. Uh, So, you know, and the crowd all was for free Britney. And Elton gave her some love, gave her some extra money. But her lifestyle is, uh, she needs to go back on tour probably. And maybe Sam was busy just sucking her dry. <laughs> or it was the other way. Or now, never mind. Just stop it. So we don't know for sure, but it's being reported that uh, it could be over for Brittany and Sam. I know. Dry your eyes. Oh, and speaking of Madonna, who was at, uh, you know, Britney's wedding, her tour, I guess, is scheduled to kick off October 14th. Remember, it was postponed after she had, uh, you know, health concerns. So she's back, baby. So the tour is going to kick off October 14th. And if you already have previously purchased tickets, you're good to go for the material girl. I'm sorry, the queen of pop. today who died today well let's begin with helen smart helen smart former member of britain's olympic swim team who also won a silver medal at the world championships and european championships has passed away well that's why she's in the who died today segment at the age of 42 helen smart dead at the age of 42 Uh, The cause of death was not immediately known. So don't look at me like that. Don't come at me like you think you know what it is because they didn't say what it is. (laughs) Uh, I know what you're thinking, but it is, uh, it's definitely, it doesn't have to be that because the cause is unknown. Okay. All right. Then we have a airline pilot, unnamed, 56 years old, uh, mid-flight. Uh, from uh, Miami to Santiago, Chile. Uh, Two hours into the eight-hour flight, uh, the captain went to the lavatory and collapsed and died. Don't, uh, don't, uh, don't look at me. You don't know what it was. We just know that he collapsed in the lavatory and uh, could not be revived. So they diverted the plane to uh, Panama City and, uh, you know, he was pronounced dead on arrival. So, and then the plane was just sitting there in Panama City. How pissed would you be? <laughs> I mean, I know you want to, I'm sorry that the, that the pilot, you know, died. But uh, 
how about we get to Santiago? Because that's where I wanted to go. Okay? I didn't want to be stuck here in Panama City because this guy died. I mean, there were three other pilots on the plane. We, I get we had to divert it, but, you know, drop them off. And, uh, let's get back in the air. Well, that's not what happened. But according to this story, this is the third time this week where pilots have become incapacitated, but this is the first fatal accident. And it doesn't say why he collapsed and passed away. So again, I know what you're thinking, but don't think that because it doesn't say that. They just say that he went to the laboratory and then he died. <laughs> I mean, it's not funny. It's not funny at all. I don't know why you're even smiling because it's not funny. Okay. Also, who died today? Renato Scotto. I, mean, I guess that's her name. Renato Scotto. S-C-O-T-T-O. I apologize for not knowing this huge opera singer but she died at the age of 89 in her hometown of italy she was a soprano of uncommon intensity who became a successful director after her singing career she died in her hometown which was in italy i love this review of her uh, when she made her met debut uh, the new york times headlined her as a new star she's short on the plump side with a round face that is remarkably expressive. <laughs> so that was great. She had a great career, though. I mean, my gosh, you look at all the all the performances she gave. She was wonderful. Now, it doesn't say here what she passed away from. I know she was 89. It said that in the story that her manager had talked to her several weeks ago and didn't get any indication that anything was going on. So is it possible that what you're thinking is true? Uh, no, I didn't say that. I'm just saying that, you know, it doesn't say what she died of. Just, I'm just saying they did just say. Renata Scotto, dead at the age of 89. So this story is kind of maddening. We talked the other day about a person who was in our Who Died Today segment, uh, Joan Mayer, M-E-Y-E-R, from Kansas, a 98-year-old uh, co-owner of a newspaper who had passed away of a heart attack because of the stress. The uh, prosecutors had a search warrant that came in and took the newspapers, all their equipment, all their computers, all their notes, everything, this Kansas newspaper, and she was so upset that she had a heart attack and died. Well, now the local prosecutor said, yeah, you know what? I'm going to withdraw the search warrant. Yeah, you can have all your stuff back. Uh, it's a little late for that, don't you think? <laughs> uh, maybe you shouldn't ought to have been raiding the newspaper to begin with. But, you know, now it's too late. And Joan is dead. And you're saying, ah, you know what? Eh, I'm going to drop that. I'm going to withdraw the search warrant. Yeah, you can have all your stuff back. Sorry. And uh, speaking of, uh, well, not dead yet, but pretty close. Uh, broadcast and cable TV dropped to a new low in July of 2023 among total share of American viewers. It dropped below 50% of total TV usage in the United States for the first time. So streaming services like YouTube and Netflix accounted for a record 38.7% of total U.S. TV usage. Holy cow. Uh, that is pretty freaking amazing. When you look at this chart, 20% uh, broadcast, 29.6% cable, 
uh, 38.7% streaming and 11.6% other. <laughs> okay. All right. We got you. So the two most streamed titles in July were licensed shows. Suits. <laughs> oh, that's pretty. I mean, Suits is great and it's up on Netflix, but I, you know, I'm all I'm all for it. I'm worth it. But it's, it's, people are still watching it because it's up on Netflix and it's number one on their now streaming or new releases or whatever, however they do it. Uh, it's accounting for nearly 18 billion, 18 billion viewing minutes. Wow, that's huge. And the kids' uh, animated favorite, Bluey. Uh, got a few billion uh, views in and of itself. You know, for comparison, Stranger Things uh, captured nearly 18 billion viewing minutes in July of 2022, and that was the release of its fourth season. I mean, Suits has been out for quite some time now. So, uh, just really amazing. So, Nielsen estimates that consumer usage on TVs, including internet-connected TVs, combining two separately weighted panels, that's how they did the study, uh, let's see. Broadcast TV remained the top broadcast in July, while the top broadcast programs were ABC World News Tonight, which is amazing. I could not tell you the last time I watched that. Uh, the MLB All-Star Game on Fox, and on cable, ESPN's Homer on Derby, and the College World Series were the top two cable programs in July, followed by When Calls the Heart on the Hallmark Channel. So we have all that. And, you know, look, football season is just around the corner, right? These numbers are nothing compared to what's going to be happening uh, once NFL starts. And that's what raised some of these numbers up. When you look at uh, YouTube, uh, excluding YouTube TV, that increased 5.6%, which share their climb. uh, And that excludes YouTube TV. YouTube TV, I'm sure, went up. I mean, now that they have the NFL package, uh, which is the largest of all network, network uh, the platforms, uh, YouTube. They're at like 9.2%. Uh, Netflix viewing increased 4.2%. That brought its total usage to 8.5%. Amazon Prime was up 5% versus June to represent 3.4%. So people are getting some of their new shows in. The strike is ongoing. Those numbers are going to drop big time if we're not going to have new content delivered to us. And, of course, like I said, football season is right here upon us. So all these networks that carry the NFL and college football are going to be the number one networks. It just That's just the way it works. Uh, America loves football. And I am in that crowd. <laughs> I am in that crowd. So bring it on. College football and the NFL. I'm ready for it. I know there's plenty of TV shows to watch, which I'll be watching. Uh, there's still good shows on right now. Only Murders in the Building, Justified, Lioness, Dark Winds. I saw a promo for Bass Reeves, which will be coming out in the fall, which is going to be awesome. We'll have some new Walking Dead shows, the Daryl Dixon show, plus Fear will finally be over. Thank you, Jesus. And then we'll have the Rick and Michonne show, and we'll bring back Talking Walking Dead here with uh, Jason Buttrell and my son Maximus, because the Daryl Dixon show looks really, really good. So we'll have those shows, because those are already in the can. But once, there's going to be so much time, and thankfully for these networks that have football, they will be kind of okay uh even without new shows to bring you they will have you know the live programming of the nfl and college football 
which will ease some of the pain. But if they aren't working on new content once uh, football is over by the end of January, the Super Bowl's in February, Jeff. Yeah, I know. But once, you know, football is over by January, the end of January, uh, you know, aside from the Super Bowl, uh, they're going to be hurting big time. So make your deals, writers and actors. Let's get this thing worked out. I hope everybody gets what they want, but let's get this deal working so we can crank out some content. There. That that help you at all? No? Okay, never mind. Be sure to follow me on social media on uh, Twitter X. Uh, at JeffyJFR. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram, Jeff Fisher Radio. You can order a cameo from me at JeffyJFR. That's not free, but uh, just go to cameo at JeffyJFR and tell them what you want, and uh, I do it. I'm a trained monkey for cameo. You can email the show, chewingthefat at theblaze.com at any time. I see all your emails. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Even if I don't respond, thank you. I appreciate it very much. Chewingthefat at theblaze.com. You can follow me on YouTube, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. And you can always become a member of Blaze TV. Yes, this show, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher, is free and available on the platforms, whatever platform warms the cockles of your heart. But you can become a member of Blaze TV, which helps keep this show free. BlazeTV.com slash Jeffy. Use the promo code Jeffy. We'll get you some money off. There's other promo codes floating around out there that may get you more. But for sure, uh, use the BlazeTV.com slash Jeffy. And then use the promo code that it warms your heart. And then hopefully, uh, BlazeTV.com slash Jeffy gets the credit. I don't know that, though. I don't know if, if, that, if that works. It should work that way. Doesn't mean that it does. And I don't know what platforms you're using. I see where uh, Glenn Beck... You know, the man himself uh, got taken down off of Apple yesterday. Apple just decided, you know what? Uh, All those podcasts that you've got and those millions of downloads that we have from you. Yeah, we're just going to make it go away. Oh, okay. So I'm sure, I am sure that it was just a glitch and a mistake. I, I am positive of that. I'm sure that Apple or any other platform wouldn't just take somebody's show down and say oh sorry oh it was a glitch oh see what we can do to you uh probably one of our one of our top podcast download performers uh see what we can do to you yeah we could do that to anyone so just just a reminder take that with you i'm sure it was it wasn't that at all i'm sure that you know lakeisha hit the wrong button over there at apple and uh they went away Instead of hitting save, you know, like the Atlanta district attorney, instead of hitting save, I hit send. And what are you going to do? Stuff gets released. So, sorry. (laughs) Uh, Sorry. We'll get you back up when we can, as soon as we can. And uh, we'll say sorry. We won't mean it, but we'll say it. So, might be a good time to become a member of Blaze TV. I'm just saying. So, Target had their big earnings call uh, this week, and their chief growth officer, Christina Hennington, who I'm sure is wonderful, she said that, hey, we've been listening to guest feedback and evolving is part of what we do every day. So we're fine tuning our merchandising approach to Heritage Months. 
such as, oh, I don't know, for example, Pride Month. <laughs> uh, you know, we're fine-tuning some of the merchandising approach to Heritage Months. They like Pride Month. After we had some consumer unrest way down to uh, Yeah, there was consumer unrest. Yeah, that's what it was. So some of the changes we'll make to our Heritage Month collections going forward will look like, well, we have a slightly more focused assortment. We're going to evolve our store and digital presentations, and we're going to reconsider the mix of our own national brands with our external partners. Yeah, they got into big trouble with that. Not only that had nothing to do with really with Heritage Month. Uh, Target got rid of a lot of the national brands and moved to their own brands. And people are like, hey, uh, what happened to the product that I usually buy? Yeah, we don't carry that anymore. But you can buy this Target brand. Anyway, there's, you know, they're still going to celebrate Heritage Month. But they're, you know, they've added some modifications. <laughs> we still look, we want consumers to view Target as their happy place. And the retailer will do what it can to lean into that expectation. Yeah, I bet. According on the call, uh, execs said that uh, there were incidents of shoppers threatening staff and destroying pride-themed merchandise and displays. And that's what hurt the second quarter sales. Yeah, we were down. Uh, We were down almost 5.5% from a year ago. So we're doing, we're doing more, you know, we're fine tuning. We're making things a little bit better. That's what we do here at Target. <laughs> so first of all, I'd like to, I believe maybe possibly they had some pride theme merchandise and displays destroyed, threatening staff. Okay. If you say so, if you say so, but I find it hard to believe on top of which I'm still pissed that they didn't paint the Target balls out front with the pride flag. So until you celebrate pride pride month with those balls out front painted with the pride flag, you're not pride enough for me, Jeff Fisher. Okay. <laughs> until then you can get back to me with your little fine tuning. Okay. <laughs> hey, am I the only one? I probably am. I know. So I'm just going to say, I'm sorry to begin with. And then we'll just, we'll we'll move on okay because i'm gonna am i the only one i don't get the pumpkin spice thing am i the only one i know they made a big deal everything is pumpkin spice there's pumpkin spice socks and pumpkin spice underwear and pumpkin spice donuts and pumpkin spice lattes and of course we're happy duncan has got their pumpkin spice back and when is gonna when is starbucks gonna bring all their pumpkin spice back and crispy cream you can get the latte you can get the frozen spice latte the ice pumpkin the spiced coffee the donuts the bread i just i can't take the i can't take it i can't take it 7-eleven's got their pumpkin spice lattes oreo has their pumpkin spice oreos i just enough am i the only one am i am i the only one that can't take the pumpkin spice stuff and i know i know i get it my wife my wife i think likes the pumpkin spice stuff from either starbucks or duncan and she makes the pumpkin butter and the, the pumpkin stuff. And it's it's all about coming into the fall. But I re- first of all, <laughs> the fall. It's still 185,000 degrees here in North Texas, okay? The sun has moved just ever so closer to the state of Texas. So when I start thinking about owl cake pops and uh, the cold brew and the apple crisp oat milk shake and espresso, I, I've, I've had enough. Okay, I've had enough. 
I just, I, sure, I drink my coffee in the morning. And I know, I know, it's me. It's me. I, I know. Once in a while, I like, a, you know, a French vanilla cappuccino. Once in a while. I say, you know what sounds good? A French vanilla cappuccino. And then I move back to my black coffee. But the pumpkin spice thing, I, I just, I just can't. And I know, again, I know, it's just me. So I've already apologized, realizing that it's just me. But I've had enough. And it's not even over yet. It's just beginning. Oof, it's going to be a long couple of months. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.